I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. You're listening to Footy Prime News and Such, your one-stop destination for footy news and such. Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Hey, B, so what's what's your... The best episode of The Crown. What's your favorite one? Oh, he's such an idiot. Listen, season four is incredible, okay? I know that uh, <laughs> Margaret Thatcher wasn't maybe the most likable person in British history, uh, but Gillian uh, Anderson plays just an incredible role. If you're overshadowing the Queen in her own show, that's that's Erlen Holland-level dominance, isn't it? If you're outperforming Olivia Coleman, <laughs> then you're doing something right. Hey, Jimmy, what's your favorite part of The Crown? You're an idiot. Yeah, honestly. It's not the ending. If I, listen, people it's don't realize the You're right. talking for 20 minutes, 20 minutes before we came on air about this shite. And I told them, call each other after to continue. And then, of course, Charms brings it up again as soon as we go live. Well have, you, have you seen the show? Well played. Yeah, how come you haven't seen it? You're one of those, I only watch football. I don't have time for historical period pieces. No, I just I just don't watch that. No, I like documentaries. This is a documentary uh, with real actors. Yeah, I don't. I do you like nature it. documentaries? I love them, actually. Yes, I do. Penguins. I like the dubs. The dubs online charms. Yeah. Remember that? Alan, Alan, Alan. No, that's not Alan. It's Steve. Steve, Steve, Steve. Yeah. Were they, the, were they mere, meerkats? Yeah. Or was it penguins? It was penguins, right? The, no, those no, ones the original were, one was like, uh, like Meerkats. Yeah. That's amazing. That's funny. Right. Hey, it was Faye Prime. As per usual, we, we get off to a rocking start. Craig's here, quietly judging us all. Jimmy's there and JC's here and B's there. I'm here and Wong is somewhere. Might show up at some point. Y- you never know. I'll tell you what, boys, though. I, I woke up this morning and I saw that, that Steve Cooper was trending. I thought, oh, here it has happened. Strange that it happened before the weekend games. 
And then, then the more I read, I see, holy shit, they've re-signed him. And I think all is right with football after all. An owner made the right choice. And I thought, big news in the forest world. What will be Jimmy's excuse to miss today's show? Yet here he is. Jimmy, they did yeah. the right thing. They did do the right thing. And I think you, they were realizing they were going to get a lot of backlash. Um, a lot of managers spoke up. Stevie Gerrard was one of them. Uh, I think a lot of the fans uh, were getting ready to petition um, because they were upset of what was what was happening. Uh, Simon Jordan was actually on BBC Talk Sport. Uh, it was a talk sport. He was talking about it, saying it's an absolute disgrace for, for what he's done to the club. Um, Steve Cooper and what he's what he's brought to the club brought them back into the Premier League after such a long time and then everybody was saying like if you've got 23 25 brand new players no manager would want to be a part of that because they know just how difficult it is and it's going to take time it's going to take time to build and I think I think Cooper will get it right he needs that time with these players he did it last year he was spectacular but I just think the way it's going now with 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 managers, especially in the UK, it's it's starting to become a little bit of a joke now where, you know, if the minute it's it's almost like panic mode for a lot of these owners just looking to get rid of rid of coaches as soon as something's not right. I think I was reading this morning that there was eight managers in a championship that have been sacked already after eleven games. Eleven matches been sacked. It's I don't brutal. think that trend's going to change, uh, and, and I don't think there's any proven model for success. That's an unfortunate thing. Look at what Watford do with relative success. Um, Chelsea have done it with success. Other clubs have stuck with managers for a long time with success. So uh, I think it comes down. I don't doubt that they were considering sacking him, but as social media can get somebody sacked and they're watching what the fans are saying, they were so in favor of Cooper staying that it made them go this way. But I don't think it was anything more than that. I think that if it was, if Nottingham Forest fans were wishy-washy about this whole thing, I think he'd have been gone. Yeah, no, I, I, I think you're you're right, and I mean it was in the in the news over the last couple of days that you know Cooper was going, uh, Dane Murphy was on his way out, who's the CEO. Uh, and they were going to have complete change, but apparently now Dean, uh, Dane Murphy's staying in, in his position. They brought in that Filippo Neraldi uh, from from Watford as sporting director now, and then they've signed uh, Steve Cooper to a long long term contract. Mm-hmm. So they're chanting right. his name at the Leicester game, even when they're getting hammered. Like they they're clearly behind him, which is great. I think it's super. Five. B, years, do you think that the guys that they were being linked with though during these rumors, like Rafa Benitez? Um, Bruno Large was being linked there. Do you think the lack of imagination in these hirings would have turned the, the fans off even more? If there was someone out there, you know, a, a sexy big name or an up-and-comer, the next Graham Potter, do you think they would be more open to managerial change? Or do you think they just, they've made their bed with this guy and they want to see what he can do? Yeah, I mean, it, there's there's always someone for somebody, right? For some people, it could have been Bruno Lash. For some people, it was, you know, maybe more people, Mauricio Pochettino. Um, I think all of these Forest fans we've seen over the course of the last calendar year are just so happy to have their club be relevant beyond their world of Nottingham again, right? And I don't think anyone wanted to see 23 new players come in. 
But for the first 17 players, those are pretty damn exciting names. You do get to a point where you worry, oh, how is this going to affect the team on the pitch? And sadly, that's what's happened to start the season. As Jimmy said, no manager would actually want to come in right now in that middle of October and take over a team of brand new players. It's very bloody difficult. I'd like to be a fly on the wall uh, in in private with him and his coaches. Uh, You know, they they write up that he spent $145 on 21 players. He did not spend that, and he wouldn't have probably wanted that many. And I tell you what, if he had the team that he got promoted with, he would have more points than he would do now. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And I think, too, you know, if they they started fishing, you know, and throwing the lines in the water to see if they could get some – some big managers, I bet you they'd be looking at it going, Steve Cooper's a great manager himself, well-respected. And they wouldn't want to be in that situation that he's in right now because they know that if they come in, they've got the same issue that he has. Brand new squad, trying to deal with all these players and turn it around. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, but that's a very unique situation that they're that they're in. But your response there, I mean, wouldn't people have said that about Tuchel? Tuchel sacking seemed unjust. Did yeah. it not? Totally. Yeah. Totally. But there were issues behind the scenes there, I think, with Tuchel and ownership, right? And and the transfer policy. That's if if you believe believe all the conjecture. Yeah. I'm not sure whether I mean I haven't heard that from Steve Cooper, like he's pissed off with ownership. I mean, they had no choice but to bring those players in because all the players they had on loan, right? And and when he took the job, what time was that about this time last year, was it? Or, or thereabouts? Um, they were in a mm-hmm. real bad predicament then. He knew the contracts he was bringing on and was being charged of. He knew there were so many players on short-term deals and guys who are loanies. So he knew this was going to happen if he was successful, right? Well, maybe not at this level. Yeah, this was on this was on steroids. Oh, no, I know. But, but all those players out of contract, though, at the end of last season, he was aware they were out of contract. Sure. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but from, from an average turnover of a team that maybe not is actually being promoted but a team that whose aspirations uh goals or targets have changed completely nine moves in the offseason is not that unthinkable but nine's probably the threshold jimmy am i right i don't know it's still a still an awful lot you know you so they've doubled it yeah yeah it's it's an awful lot look you know i was listening to an interview with with stevie g and he was saying even even three players come in coming in is difficult, trying to get them to buy into what you're doing and and bring them up to speed of how the club is. So you imagine nine or twenty, how the hell do you do that? You start it's it's almost impossible. So we've just done seven minutes on Jimmy's team uh, with mild bias, but uh, fair point. Uh, let's go ninety seconds with my bias, okay? Is, as a coach, you hear Steven Gerrard say that, and do you agree with that? Is is he is he bang on, or do you think he can't handle three new players coming in? No, I I, I agree with him because you know you, you've got three your seems like a small number. That's that's modern football, right? But if you, if I've got a squad squad of players and I need a couple of little players to 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 come in and improve the squad, those players take time to settle in as well. Yeah. Right, they just don't come in and all of a sudden, yeah, they're they're just buying into the way that you want to play, and you know the rest of the team are adjusting to them, and they're adjusting to the the rest of the team it's, and the chemistry. The, the, chemi- the dressing room, the room is room, completely is gone from a great party to a shite party. Yeah, 
<laughs> it's it is it is really difficult when you get new players in, and I experience as well. You know, bringing new players in, and sometimes you know you're bringing in a foreign player doesn't speak English, but then you're trying to bring them up to up to speed, and and then they're not settling in the way that you're hoping that they they that they settle in. You know, it, it it's always difficult when you when you bring in players brand new, especially when you've got a core group of players that are so so tight and have brought you somewhat success. Mm-hmm. You know. What do you see Forest play though this year? You, you watch them closely. They're not a team that looks like a team that's quit quit on their coach. They're not a team that looks like they have their own tactics. They just look like a bunch of guys who don't know each other, which is understandable. So in, in that regard, give the guys some time. He will figure it out because whether it's him or Rafa or whoever it's going to be, they're facing the exact same challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Yeah, 100%. I, I think they're still bang on favorite to get relegated. But I don't think that that I think that sticking with Cooper is the is one of the reasons that is a good signing. Craig, that could the month off relegated. of could the month off of the World Cup be good for this team? They're not all internationals, right? They're not all going to the World Cup. The the large part of that squad will still be there, getting together, yeah. getting together. Are yeah. they the one team that could benefit from this? Yeah, they would do if they somewhat. Although, if you go into that break and you're still sitting on one win, um, it's not going to be a very happy time. You know what I mean? Like you, you might no. sort some things out, but until you get back into the competition, and you're just going to be chomping at the bit to get back into it because you know you have some major work to do. Yeah, and I'm sure during that spell, what is it? What will they get off? A couple of weeks? Where they'll shut it down? How long are they shutting it down for? No, it's a month. Like, it's like five, the, five, five weeks, six five four and a half weeks. weeks. The back boxing day. Right. So then that gives them that gives them time as well, and I'm sure they've got plenty of team bonding and a lot of things put together for the guys. Maybe a, a trip away. I wouldn't be surprised if they they end up going into the south of Spain for a week of training just to say, hey, let's let's get out of here, guys. Get away from friends, family. Get away from everybody, and let's just have a week on our own. Get to know everybody, and I'm sure they'll oh, they'll put something like that together. I wonder with the World Cup being when it is, will the Christmas parties be crazier than usual because there aren't games to worry about? Could we be waiting for some some uh, issues and problems and headlines? There could be some scandals, but then again, everyone's watching the World Cup, so maybe, you know. Perfect. Hey, boys, yeah. we're going to Porta Banus. Let's party like it's the nineties. Yeah, I think if it was I think if it was fifteen, twenty years ago, it would be an absolute shit show. <laughs> <laughs> Has it changed a little bit? Well, the players have changed compared to what they used to be, right? Yeah, the Christmas the Christmas parties aren't generally you get the few. Yeah, there's, there's usually one story a year, isn't there, that something happens somewhere. Yeah, somebody's right? got the video camera out, right? Yeah. yeah. Somebody doing something stupid. Yeah, it's too bad. <laughs> it's rude. It's guaranteed. It's soul away from the game, hasn't it? Phones with cameras. It's taking everything <laughs> away. <laughs> <laughs> um, so speaking of like the old generation, I'm not sure if you guys saw this. The Athletic had a great survey of ex-footballers and asked a variety of questions. And I thought we'd go through some of these these questions and ask our former footballers here. What, what their thoughts were and kind of compare it to what I think over a hundred ex footballers were asked generally in the UK, I believe, but it's some interesting stuff, actually some, some very typical questions, but some less so. All right. So, so let's start with this. Uh, and again, this is from the athletic, which if you haven't subscribed to it, you really should. It's just 
it's the place to go to each day. Is this yeah, a rapid fire thing or is it? No, no, not rapid. No, no, it can be Amy Walsh style. <laughs> like half an hour. Yeah. Amy Walsh style rapid fire is actually how we do footy picks. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Right? We exactly. give our pick and then we end up going off on some tangent. Yeah. I won't go through every one of them, but the first one was um, they asked these footballers, do you think the life of a footballer is more difficult today? Yes. Now, yes. Oh, sorry. No, that's fine. You can is jump in there. Quick? No, no, you, 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 are, you are pretty Amy, much. Should I Amy Walsh it? 52% <laughs> of, of X players say yeah. 48% um, say no, which I'm surprised about. <laughs> can you can you repeat the question, please? <laughs> why why is it harder now? Social media. Correct. That's the one reason, right? Because you can't be an arsehole yeah. away from the field because you'll be found out. Well, it doesn't necessarily... Or they'll just hammer you. You can't escape. Being an asshole, I mean... That... But, 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 yeah, but you if, you haven't got, if you haven't got a Twitter account or Instagram, then they can't get to you, right? You've got family. You've got people. People what see you. What do you mean they can't get to you? Just because I'm you're not devil's on it doesn't mean people don't see it. <laughs> sure it does. What, are you going to sit at home with, with your blinkers on? They didn't see me last night hanging from the rafters naked. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see anything. Yeah, I'm not on Twitter. Didn't happen. <laughs> didn't happen. But you said social media was a reason. But you're saying it's beyond even your own account. It's because those around you will have seen the, the, this hate and this vitriol. So you well, most of them it. are on social media. So that, you know, it's not like they're all ducking away from it. They use it because um, it's going to be positive for them. But there's a lot of negative comes with it. You know, if you want to read your uh, comments. Yeah, over 60% said that exact same thing. They said uh, the reason it's harder is because of social media platforms. Yeah. yeah. Well, what they do as well, um, normally preseason, I know over the last number of years, even when I was playing, they'd have people come in and talk to you about social media. Who are these people? Psychologists? No, a lot, of, a lot of times it's just like people from the league. Mm-hmm. people from the league will come in and just say hey look at here's what's happened blah 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 here's somebody that posted something this was this was the reaction this is where their story ended up going because people get a hold of it don't know the full, full details but all of a sudden now you're getting pinpointed at doing something wrong and they, they just more or less coach you through it they do it a lot with the young young guys as well yeah. you know because you should just uh, have some common sense and don't be a fucking idiot that's it mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Like how many guys have done stupid shit on Twitter when they're drunk late at night, or so, you know, like, or or their brother has a camera, yeah, and is taping them yeah. kicking a cat. But is that not the modern yeah. equivalent of some one of your teammates that would have done some stupid shit out on the street at two thirty in front of a chippy after the club? Like mm-hmm. this is just the modern version of that now. As people yeah, the, the stupidity was always there, right? So you're saying, B, that the, the mistakes were always being made, only now it's being amplified because it's an idiot with a phone. Yeah, that's basically what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Thanks for yeah, translating. Like footballers, no, no, you, you, you had it right. Footballers aren't any any stupider today than they were back in your playing <laughs> days, is what I'm saying. <laughs> always been stupid. Yeah. <laughs> or young men generally. Yeah, young men. There you go. Okay, sorry. I shouldn't have just yeah. said footballers. Yeah, yeah. High yeah. testosterone. I guess you're yeah. right. Look at, yeah, same for myself. You know, I, I guess, yeah, I, there was a time 
before phones that I was enjoying myself. Not too many years because they came around, what, mid-90s, I guess? Early 90s, the first phones without cameras, mind you. That's a difference. You but, had yeah. a good time up until like probably up until BlackBerry started taking pictures. You would have you would have been fine, Charms, until like 2006. I remember a guy. Oh, in six Ipswich, was it? Maybe you're right. Yeah, a guy in Ipswich back in the late 80s, 90s, whatever, and he was one of those guys. They just had to have one of these phones, you know, the big, huge brick attached to his hip, and I was like, what a dickhead. <laughs> like is it like is this like are you so important you can't wait to get home to make a phone call <laughs> <laughs> they were huge weren't they oh and remember, and then the car like, used to put a car clunking yeah. into this big center console yeah. and when they used it they were so loud yeah just to show everybody oh, I'm on i'm on a phone Oh, yeah. the radiation, the radiation emanating from those things. Jesus. Um, did you guys have, mm. have um, beepers, like pages? No. They're no. poncy, weren't they? I know, I knew oh. guys with, they're so poncy. Like oh. what? You, unless you're a doctor, oh, you don't need one. Real estate agents. Or a drug dealer. Or a, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you had one, JC? Obviously. <laughs> guy's got to make a living. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so 97% of ex-footballers um, denied ever doping. Um, only 1% said yes knowingly. Do you guys see much doping in your playing careers? Not yourselves, but like in, in the room, guys you knew, or, or was it just not part of the game? None. None. It wasn't part of the game. Nobody even thought about it. You guys didn't play with any Dutch players. Yeah, right. I mean, there was it was a round, but uh, obviously... There was pretty tough drug testing. Even the Canadian, uh, I don't know what athletics associate. I'm not who actually is as government run, but they would they could show up your your door randomly in England. It never happened to me. It happened to Nick Dasovich in Scotland in St. Johnston. Got the knock on the door. Who are yeah. you? It's like we uh, want a urine sample. Like now, we're working for. We've been hired by the Canadian. I don't know, it was Olympics or whatever it is, but I had it. I had it happen to me when I came home. I went to my parents' house. I came back for like two weeks, four days, you know, into being home during the day by myself. Door rings, go answer it. Same thing. You have to pee in this cup. I'm like, what? Yeah. Followed me to the washroom, peed in the cup, and then they left. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. You're lucky totally Carl Lewis wasn't beside you. <laughs> So uh, allow me to ask a, a longer style question here. Um, when we refer to soccer players and doping, are we specifically talking, well, not exclusively, but are, are we mainly talking about blood doping in which they remove a few pints of blood and then add that back so that you have higher oxygen levels? No. No, okay. it'd be more on the steroids point of view, yeah. or, or, or guys that they remember. There's a lot of legal substances that you buy right over the counter, so you're told that don't take anything in that you're not sure of, even if you just bought it over the counter, like those night nurses and day nurse the type things in England that might keep you dried up and stuff like that. If you have a cold, you can't take those. No, so you have to be very, very careful with all that 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 stuff. But um, I was aware of a couple guys 
later on in their career that took chances with painkillers that would have been seen as an illegal substance and not performing enhancing, but enough that you're not hurting so freaking much that you can get through a game. Yeah. Were, were you given anything, be it through injections, cortisone, whatever, that, that looking back now, had you known you wouldn't have taken it or been given it or said no to your, your club doctor? Mm, you know, they were pretty good with that. I mean, cortisone, when I got there, even in the mid-80s, cortisone was used an awful lot on those old Ipswich legends, Kevin Beattie, George Burley, guys mm-hmm. like that. They just, he had uh, George Burley was actually one of the you know, manager of me and Jimmy's uh, one of the most first successful root knee rebuilds to come back to play with. But they would just inject these guys at halftime and everything. They didn't know the damage it was doing, just eating away at the, the, the bone itself. So cortisone can be very useful in a, in a chronic situation. And I had them in my elbows and in my shoulders, various, yeah. but not consistently, not at halftime and things like that, just to cover up the pain, which is just destroying these guys. Yeah. I had it before games as well. Sometimes mm. I had it in my ribs, my knees or my, uh, my big toes. I broke them. And then mm. uh, in my ankle. Yeah. See ribs is a one because it hurts like hell, but it's not going to get any worse. Yeah. So cortisone just essentially just numbs the pain, does it? Is that what it does? Well, it's, a, it's an anti-inflammatory. Yeah. But the injected so you still, into it. So, so you still is. feel it. You still feel, say you, you broke your toes, for example. You got broken toes. You, you still feel that you've broken your toes, but it's bearable. You can get through. You get through minutes. it. You'll get through it, yeah. Numbs and then it. when it wears off, it's like, Jesus Christ. And then when it wears off, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> doesn't feel good. I'll tell you that for free. No. Especially would you have knownly taken stuff not, not illegal sorry be um not not illegal stuff necessarily but as of in your prime if you were given you know a doctor said listen take this injection and you will be pain-free playing most weeks but it, it might have long-term ramifications would you still have taken it no 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 i would take it for the short term like in those yeah. those situations where it's like you're doing it a one-off or twice but it's they're well aware yeah, of what it was doing to you when we were playing. So that was already well documented. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you the, do, uh, I mean, the, and, the, and the reason why you do it as well is because you, when you're in a team, you don't want to lose your spot. Don't want to lose it at all. Because if you do come out and a guy comes in and do, does well, well, now you've got to fight to get your job back. So it's just give me a job. I'm playing. Mm-hmm. Here's one which good, I, I think I know the answer point. to. And that's what a young man's going to do as well, not even thinking about Will I be able to golf when I'm 50? This is a connected, and I think I know the answer to this one. Did you ever play on after a serious bang to the head? And 47% said, yep. Um, 22% says multiple times a season. Um, 19% says about once a season. And 12% said no, which I found a little bit surprising, actually. Yeah. No, without question. Probably means they didn't know. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, they didn't know, and then they didn't want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Let me think how many times you got smashed and you just got up and played. And, mm-hmm. and you're and your water own, in your face. Your own doctor that's hired by the club, working for the club and the manager, comes out and, yeah, you know, and he has to go back and answer to the manager. He's under somewhat pressure too, right? Because the manager wants, wants you to continue playing. Yeah. And if you're pulling players off, oh, he's got a knock. You're not – He'll be like, get rid of that guy. Yeah. 
That's why the NFL eventually went to neutral doctors and they made a couple of mistakes this year and they're talking about revamping. What are they going to do with this protocol? I don't think there's anything wrong with the protocol. I think there's something wrong with the person who actually looked at that particular incident we're talking about with the quarterback, but I don't think there's anything wrong with the NFL protocol. They're trying to be as careful as they possibly can. They don't want any lawsuits. And I think there's probably one coming in hockey and there's probably one coming in football down the road too. Yeah. I think there will be, but Jimmy, you're a defender. Uh, how many times, be it in training or in a game, where the only move for you is to head a ball away out of danger that's just been kicked 40, 50 yards? That must feel like a punch to the face, a punch oh, to the yeah. head. Oh yeah, it hurts. I've been I've been hit a few times, even in the body. Sometimes when you when you throw throw your body on the line for a block, and then after you see the panels from the ball all over your chest. Yeah, little Nike logo. <laughs> I mean, right, the, the, worst, the worst thing for me, right? And I, I used to hate this play. Was that if I knew, say, if I was playing left back and the right back was going one on one, the winger beats him, gets to the byline. There's only one place that ball's going, right? And that was that little dink far post. And I'm just thinking, oh, here we go, because it's going over the keeper. And I'm the last man at the far stick, and I'm getting a striker or a winger coming in to absolutely smash me. And I'm I'm heading standing still, and these guys are running. The amount of times that you get absolutely clobbered is ridiculous. Frank, Frank Yellup, same sort of situation, gets dinked over the back, and I'm running back, and the guy beats him. He scores, right? Come in at halftime, and the coach goes, Fucking hell, Frank. I never seen anybody jump and actually got fucking shorter at the fucking back post. You fucking turtled. Like, he literally, like, I, he, he was jumping. Like, Jimmy says, like, he jumped and he got actually shorter knowing this big striker was just going to plow him. <laughs> because they just come with that forearm. Yeah. And I'm just, just like, so dude, uh, dude. Times I've gotten nailed and just ended up in the back of the net. I looked like a lobster caught in one of those nets. <laughs> did, uh, did Teach ever apologize? Oh, yeah. He was one of them. He, he would love that. Yeah, he would say sorry, all right. Yeah. Because that's where the strikers would drift. They knew if you got to the byline, they start drifting out far stick. Oh yeah. They but knew they, when they, they were in a, had an advantage to get to let leave one on you. And yeah. you're the same as a goalkeeper. The trouble as a goalkeeper is that you have to win it. You you have to go for the ball. Yeah, you can bring your knee up, you can do whatever, but you have to win it. They don't have to, but they can always leave a little elbow on you. Yeah. Well, 65% of uh, ex-footballers said um, they have never intentionally tried to hurt someone on the pitch. 35% said, yes, they have tried to hurt someone on the pitch. What about you two? Have you ever tried, like, intentionally to really get someone, do someone? Yes. Yeah. And, and, okay, so, Craig, let's start with you. Um, <laughs> can you give examples, or what was your main reasoning behind it? Were you justified? Was I justified? Yeah, of course I was. <laughs> I think I told the story. I, I, I slid out and I was favored for the ball. It was easy. And I can't remember. I can't remember the striker, but I was pissed off for some reason and just straight-legged out to try to catch him halfway up his his leg. And uh, I did, and I flushed him. Like I, I don't think it was like hitting a wall as hard as you could, like it like a two by four and it didn't break. I was quite surprised. He took it well. No, I didn't really. I mean, I, not that sort of player. 
Who was it? Do you remember? I would, I would, the red mist would come over me once in a while, but I think that would happen to just about anybody that was competitive. Who was it, Craig? Did you mention? I didn't. No, I don't remember actually who it no. was. I really don't. Yeah. It wasn't Jim? Pesci. I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd have done, I'd, I tried to do Pesci, but that was more not like break his leg, just to leave a scar. Hey, buddy. <laughs> remember me? Rumi? Oh, yeah. You, you try to do your friends. Yeah, it's true, isn't it? It's so true. If you know the bloke on the other side, give a little extra. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Jimmy, give me your examples. Uh, there wasn't too many. Look, I just like everybody, you play hard, but you know, there's always some guys that you know. If you're going in for a fifty-fifty or leaving one on you, or they're they're going over top of the ball. I remember one guy went, he went over top. And his studs went right under my my shin pad, right along my my shin the whole way up, cut me everywhere. And he got up and he had a little laugh because he knew what he was doing. You know that one where they just roll over the ball over the top, right? So yeah. he's gone, done me a treat. And I must have chased him for about sixty minutes just trying to leave one on him. But then the other time as well is you know if, if someone does one of your teammates, you know you can see he's he's left one on him. Then you you're more or less telling them during the play, like, listen, I got I got seventy minutes to get you back. Someone, one of us are getting you back in this match. Mm. And, and, yeah, and the referees used to be quite aware of what was going on and and that sort of thing. And, and there was times too when you know the guys that are cheap shots and the pinchers and the spitters and guys like that, you kind of wish it was uh, hockey. Sometimes you wish you could just fucking shirt somebody. Yeah. Mm. Because they I think deserve that's any it. Any level, though, isn't it? Any level. I mean, B, you're, you're playing once a week, right? Have you ever yeah. done anyone? <laughs> he had his co-ed league. He's going to shirt somebody. <laughs> no, for, yeah, first right. game. There, there was this girl, Sarah. She came yeah. after me. <laughs> yeah, and she beat the shit out of me. No, first game back uh, after the pandemic, actually. You know, everyone's on edge and everyone's a little testy, happy to be back. But uh, yeah, I shoved a guy and uh, he was about five foot eight. Um, <laughs> 137 pounds and uh oh he he deserved it uh but then he went flopping and i just thought wow i've, I've made it you know i'm at a point where guys are, are faking and diving around me um so i thought i actually felt very good about myself good but I, I had irritated him so much by my play on the pitch that he had to stoop to that low to try and get me to physically assault him i had some guy flop an ultimate frisbee when i was playing <laughs> Jesus. Well, why don't you tell them about the story when you played Ultimate Frisbee, your first game you ever played? Because I would love to hear that story again. It, it, this, well, this was actually the same game. Uh, this is <laughs> later on after I recovered from my broken nose. But <laughs> No, come on. Tell them the story. Yeah. the best. Anybody knows Ultimate. Do you guys, you guys ever played Ultimate? No. I, I haven't, but it's a great sport. I, I like it. It really is. It really is. And, it, and it's great for fitness, and you can play it anywhere. But it's self-refereed, right? So you... You get a lot of nerds playing it, so I thought that's why <laughs> Brendan might want to like it. <laughs> so, so anyway, I'm trying to figure it out, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you start here, and we throw the disc down there, and this is you pick up that particular person, and we're gonna pick. So you're all you got a man you're gonna pick up. Throw the disc down, goes to a guy, goes to right to my guy. So this guy picks it up and they're like, yeah, so what you got to do is get in front of him and put your arms out and block like this. So as this guy's picking it up, he's not really looking, but he decides he's going to throw it as far as he can, like 80 yards for some reason. That's just when I jump in front of him. <laughs> I open my arms to block like this. Okay, they're going to do my job. And this guy 
absolutely fucking hits me right flush in the nose from <laughs> two feet. He's trying to throw this thing as far as he could. Fucking cleared everywhere down my face of blood running down my face. I was like, <laughs> first play. I, was like, I thought this was non-contact. <laughs> did you keep playing? No. Well, I did later. And then that's when I came in and this guy, the disc was thrown in and I just sort of reached over and banged it down and I bumped him a little bit and he flopped on the ground. And then he's like, and I'm like, oh, okay. That's our, bo- like our ball. It's our, our disc now. And he's like, no, that's a foul. Oh God. You're not allowed to do that. Is that how he spoke? But it was. Yes. It's exactly how he spoke. <laughs> I hate those tosses. That's what I said. Kind of I said, I'm fucking done with this game. So that was about it, right? Went home with a big honker. There's nothing worse playing like the worst level soccer or sport you can imagine, right? Which I played at the worst, right? And there's idiots diving and flopping. It's like, what are you doing? Get the fuck up. You're embarrassing yourself. It just just drive me up the wall. Whenever oh. there were commotions, it was because some idiot had dived. Yeah. Or some then, then you try and just, land one on the next time, it, right? Everything by the book. Oh, yeah. I was playing because... in a men's men's like pickup league and had a green jersey for goalkeeper, but I didn't have a number on it. He comes over, uh, your goalkeeper can't play because he hasn't got a number. It's like, <laughs> the fuck? What? Oh, it's ridiculous. No, shin pads too. The shin pads rule. Got to wear shin pads. I don't like wearing shin pads. Got to wear them. It's the rules. Well, I mean, that's for your own protection. No, but indoor soccer, Craig. Indoor. (laughs) Doesn't matter. It's still the league. The league that's liable. Those guys are terrible. They're going to break. They're worse than you're going to get injured against those guys. Okay, what about the ones, those leagues with the curse? You can't curse. I used to get in trouble. I played softball one year and I got in so much trouble for cursing. You can't use that language. We're all adults out here. Why can't oh. I say it's a terrible fucking call? Yeah. yeah. Actually, what? that's another thing in Ultimate. I got reported for the guy who dove because I told him to fuck off and he reported me. <laughs> what? Yeah, he did. He reported you. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was, I think I might even got suspended. I was like, you can't suspend me. I'm quitting. Yeah, this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Charms, you've lived in Canada long enough. When are you going to learn that it's not acceptable here to call someone the C word just because you're mildly disappointed in something they did? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the C word. I'm not actually one to use that too often, to be honest with you. It's not my go-to. No, but England, that's also an endearment as well, isn't it? It is. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah, cheeky cunt. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> I, I love nice. getting the happy birthday, happy birthday text messages like that. That's always <laughs> that. That Jimmy's right. It is endearment. All right, uh, here's one for you. While I just go pop out for the washroom, um, are referees better or worse today than when you played? Uh, 57% say they're better today uh, and 43% say they're worse today. What are your thoughts on that? Hmm. I could see why that's, uh, that's not far off. It's because Graham Paul, because re- Graham Paul retired. Is that it, Craig? Yeah. I actually had no problem with the officials in the UK. No, me neither. Yeah. I think, I think now the, 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 the referees do protect the players a little bit more. Yeah. Remember when, Oh, for I mean, sure. When we were playing, they, they let an awful lot go. Yeah. But that's just, lot. they were consistent at least, you know, with yeah. what they let go. So I had, yeah, like I had no issues. And then you come over to CONCACAF and it was just like, oh, man, brutal. oh man, you could just sell these guys on anything and yeah. they would get sold on everything. And we didn't play that way. We we're sort of that, oh, 
sportsmanship, play fair and honest and, yeah. you know, participation and all that shit. And they're just like, fuck that. I come from the ghetto. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get out of this. Yeah. And I'm going to take you down. I don't care. Well, that's Conquer it. Cause we, we were, we were coming, we were coming back from Europe and England and where if you dove, your own teammates would kill you for diving. Right. It's because you, you you've got to respect the game. You got to play with the honesty. And then when yeah. you went down to Honduras or like Honduras or Central America with the CONCACAF referees and they're flopping everywhere and we're trying to be honest and respect the game still. Yeah. And they're getting, the referees are given everything. And yeah. CONCACAF, CONMEBOL could be the Wild West. But in England, was there an element of self policing that the referees, which is why the referees were a bit more lenient, you'd say, in comparison to now? Uh, generally, because if, if you were hurt and down hurt, you were. Like yeah. now it's questionable. And then when guys are really hurt, you're not sure. Yeah. 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 Before, if you if someone went down, you're going, okay, this guy's, they're injured. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm back. I missed all that. I'm sure it was great though. Oh, amazing. It was probably yeah. the best. Just best segment. It is a fun one. Before we get to footy picks here, final one. Um, so who is the better career, Messi or Ronaldo? And there's a, an additional one to this, but um, overwhelmingly, Ronaldo has had the better career. Only 34% of, of uh, ex-players asked said it's messy. Do you agree with that? Huh. I hate getting involved in this sort of stuff. It's not who's better, though. It's who's got the better career, right? The better career. They've well, both won their, their I would, confederation I would, I would say, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um I would say Ronaldo. I would actually say Ronaldo just because of the different clubs he's played at. Right. You know, it's pretty amazing. And even guys like Ibra, that's his career is just absolutely insane. That's when interesting. See- yeah, because I, I would have said Messi straight away because of my bias, but that's a great perspective because of the, he's done it at Real Madrid, Manchester United. He went at Juventus. He's he's done it obviously at. Um, not United now, but he'll do it into Miami. You know, it's just, I guess that's, that's a good point. That's exactly my thought. As soon as you said the number, I wasn't surprised because I could see how X players would look at that and say, you know, maybe they didn't try it in other places or they were comfortable. Uh, and I think that that's definitely, you know, an easy knock on, on Messi and, uh, you know, one that you threw at him when he chose PSG. He had an opportunity to, to you know, carve his own path, go to Burnley be difficult <laughs> didn't do it chose the comforts and the riches of paris well but, but yeah. if he wins the champions league talk about that, but we also slate we slate guys for not being loyal well that's exactly. where that's where i was gonna go with it and say well fuck you know just because messi messi stayed at barcelona and won everything that there is to win club football if he went to juventus or he went to man united or he went to anywhere else i mean psg's won the league there would that be a difference? Because he he could have won everywhere else, but he was loyal and thought, no, I'm going to stay here and win how many La Ligas and how many Champions Leagues did he win? And timing too, right? The timing of contract. He's playing so well. They're breaking the bank for him. Why would he want to leave? Yeah. Did you hear Pep's comments? I forget what game this was, if it was after the Derby, but it, someone had asked him a comparison, a Holland-Messi comparison. And he said, Messi can do everything. Holland needs his mates. Uh, that's a good point. It's like funny that. because that's often a criticism of Messi, right? That the reason he was so successful at Barcelona was because of the teammates around him. 
That's why he didn't didn't translate it. Argentina and some people, some pundits looking for clicks are happy to throw out words like fraud. <laughs> but that's why B, I mean, that's a great point. That's why when, you know, Haaland's doing this, this magical stuff right now, but where will he rate one day? And who knows, but he's a different player to Messi and Ronaldo who did so much everywhere on the field, right? They, they'd Completely. run at players and maybe Holland will evolve into it, but, you know, as opposed to just being a goal scorer, but, you know, what a goal scorer. Mm. What was interesting, um, additionally to that, that question, they asked, who would you rather play with, Messi or Ronaldo? And 72% said Messi. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Are you, Jimmy? Okay, if we took personalities out of it. But you're not. <laughs> you're not you're taking the full package no because if we did then it could be a different answer but if you're going to take them as they are and deal with everything that comes with it then you probably go with Messi. how many how- people could deal with someone as demanding as ronaldo that that was initially my thought right it's like you they all have did, professional standards you they all just didn't want a guy that good looking in the dressing room <laughs> maybe <laughs> That's why you guys don't like hanging out with me in person at events. You only want to hang out with me. That's precisely online it. here, where you can yeah. be comfortable, yeah. and less threatened. That's funny you say that. We talked about that the other day. Yeah. Often <laughs> we intimidated. I think was the word that was used. Intimidated by your gorgeousness. Yeah, he's mm. all right from the head, from the neck up. <laughs> I know you guys have a side chat. face, but the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> but the um, body. As a wide player, Jimmy, though, I mean, you'd rather, you know, be booting down that left wing and look into the area and seeing Ronaldo there than Messi, wouldn't you? Or I could just pick it up in my own half and give it to Messi and let him go score. And I just that too. see you later. That too. I'll be waiting at half. <laughs> hey, if Jimmy goes down the line and he delivers a good ball in the box, he doesn't care who's in it. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, seriously, that's your job. You're trying to pick something, whatever, but you're trying to deliver a good, dangerous ball in the box. You just don't want to scuff it behind the net. Yeah. Well, anyway, this is a really great um, survey. There's, there's more um, I can get to as well. Not, not today. Maybe some other Come show. Come on, ask um, us another one. Well, honestly, I haven't actually got that. It comes in different articles. I've only got the one article. So you're lying so. then. You don't oh, have more. So there's no question. Well, I don't know. They, they have, Athletia has more, not me. Jesus Christ. Well, thanks for yeah, relentless excited. research. Come prepared, Charms. This is standard. I asked like eight questions for Christ's sake. Those done a pretty good job. Jesus, yeah, well, the questions nice are good. It. You know, somebody's going to say, "Hey, just give us one more." You always we're, okay. we're so fast. All right, I'll give you one more. Do you, th- you expect us to be like Amy? <laughs> She's going to come after us. By the way, yeah, he was probably thinking, "Ah, oh, this will be a good fifteen minutes at the waste on this." <laughs> no, I think it's a whole show actually. Oh, you know, she's definitely going to be hammering us after this. I find you, very interesting questions, though. Do you need me to vamp, Charms? Do you need, do you need to No, no, I've got one question. more here. If you want one more, I've got one more here for you. If you want. Nah, I'm over it now. It's you done with it now? Yeah, it's past it. Now, if you got one more, if you got one more and you think it's a good one. Uh, not really. It's not that great. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> they, that's confidence was shaken as soon as you... <laughs> he didn't know what to do there, did he? <laughs> no, no. I, uh, you want to, Okay, which current manager would you most like to work with? Guardiola, Klopp, Ancelotti, Potter, Simeone, and other... Or Tuchel? Isn't that interesting? Dumb question. After all the good we just did, a dumb question. Again, it's not my survey. Pep for me. Is Potter really on that list? Or did he, he actually is, said yeah. That? But the new Potter with, with a turtleneck and the beard. 
It's yeah. different, right? Fashionable okay. Potter. I'll give you my mm. top three. Pep, Klopp, and John Herman. Mm. Mm. All right. Trying to guarantee us that interview, aren't you? Yeah, I hope that works. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true, though. I mean, it really, it'd be interesting to be, it's one thing knowing him and talking to him, but as a player and the information that he gives you, I'd really be interested to work under that. If yeah. he went to Europe post-World Cup after a good World Cup stint, w- would he be, I mean, let's, let's be honest, it wouldn't be, say, a top, top European club, but a, a decent club, though. W- would he have to earn the respect of the players still, having coached Canada's men's and prior to that women's teams? As an ex-pro, would you accept that? Yes, I mean, I would, absolutely. If he gets Canada to the semifinals, he might get a big job. Yeah, seriously, it's going to be a very interesting right. conversation. Post-war. But I really think, like I've said this before, he's this is a really good, this is an unbelievably good job he's in right now. Let's not kid ourselves. Pressure's not like it is in other countries. He's well paid. He's got a contract, takes him through to 26. We have the World Cup. He has an exciting young team that's right behind him. There's a lot of exciting things about that, to, uh, reasons why he wouldn't go. And the fact that he has not cl- uh, has an, had any experience at club football, which is completely different. Yeah, I'm sure would, he can adjust. Not a problem. I was thinking about this. He could adjust. I think fact. he would adjust too. In fact, I think his personality probably would suit day to day football more than international because of the breaks in between. Yeah, I was thinking about that four year break in between Qatar and the World Cup here, which yes, he's under contract too. Wouldn't it be? Amazing. Uh, if he was able to take a club job in between that and be available in 24, 25 to be back with the national team full time in preparation. Because no, look, the reason that. I say that is, but the reason I say that is this, this is a man that talks about how constantly learning and wants to be challenged all the time. And he's admitted that he wants the challenge of club football one day. Opportunities have, have knocked and he felt he wasn't ready then. But imagine how much better of a coach he believes he could be in this Canada job if he'd had that experience. Yeah, but there's no way a club would agree to that. I, I get what you're I saying. I um, from his perspective, sure, fantastic. But there's no way a club would say, yeah, we'll give you in four years' time. Not that he'll be at that club in four years' time. because it's, well, and it's not like he's not sitting around. Like He's busy every single day. Oh, I like, know that. Yeah, it's not- The country wouldn't let him do that either. They'd want him focusing here and not getting distracted. Yeah, it would never happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, lots to, uh, you know, debate and worry about after the World Cup. But let's just enjoy the World Cup for the time being. Uh, before we go today, boys, um, it's time for uh, footy picks. It's footy picks. It's footy picks. On footy On footy prime. Yeah. Maybe we'll ro- roll in Dickie O's uh, son there, there, JC. Oh, <laughs> or we'll yeah. just keep that pathetic rendition of us all. No, no. All right. No, no. So, what do you have, anyone? What are you thinking this weekend? Uh, all games, of course, on Fubo TV. Glad that you came prepared. Give us some, give us the games. Since yeah. you got them in front of you, what, you haven't got a computer I, in front of you. Hold on, I've, I've worked with you. I've worked with you for fifteen years. I feel like I know your tendencies very well. I w- wasn't looking at your face there. Your intonation, all games on Fubo TV, was not co-host speak here. You know what? B, that was. Honestly, I have more shit to say. <laughs> yeah, you know what? B, you're right. You do know me because I almost promoted the uh, the promotion they have 
but I wasn't sure whether it was still on or not. If you're listening still, to this before midnight on Friday, I think it's still on. Is it still on the promotion? So you can get um, three months free of Fubo TV? No, that's not true. So it's, it's not true. half off for three months. Was it half off? Or it should be yeah. free. This is why we don't have ad reads, because the <laughs> hosts can't be trusted. Okay, it's half price for the next three months if you go into Fubo TV slash footy prime right now and sign up. Regardless. <laughs> Games. You got any bets? Do you want me to? Okay, Man City. I got the games now. So oh, what, oh, what do you now want? you've used your computer. The big. Well, I just figured you're going to tell us what? tonight. It's usually it's Wonga's job. Usually, but you bailed today. So what you got? Oh well, there's some big ones. <laughs> On a Sunday, you got Arsenal Liverpool. Yeah, that's a big one. Oof. That's the one of the weekend. Chelsea on Saturday, home to Wolves. Live meeting prep, by the way. So new we'll manager week. Wolves. We do in the stream. Expect Chelsea to win that one, even though I can't do Sunday. I'm afraid. Or Saturday. I'm actually working all weekend. Hey, we're talking about footy picture. What the fuck are you guys talking? Well, you're just reading out the games. How about you give me a bet? Yeah, you're just. I did. I said Chelsea Wolves. I said Wolves new manager, but I don't think it's gonna be enough. They play good football. Can't score goals. So who wins? Chelsea at home. Okay. Chelsea against Wolves. Pretty good value there as well. (laughs) Oh, Chelsea being Wolves. Way to go out on a freaking limb there. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Brighton to beat Tottenham <laughs> at home. All right, that's a good one. Brighton over Tottenham. That's not enough buying money into for me. Roberto De Zerbi, are you? That's not enough money for me. Plus one seventy five. That's a that's a risk, man. What's your what's your uh, minimum there, B? What do you go? What if you go to bet? No, my point being is that I think that I agree with Jimmy that Brighton are gonna give Spurs a game. But the fact that it's only plus one seventy five, uh I think a Brighton win is a is a big result for them over Spurs. So I would probably maybe if it was plus two fifty, then I would then I might look at at Brighton. You just on the value alone, you don't like that. I get it. I get it. So take Southampton over in Man City. What's that then? Plus what? <laughs> plus two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll get good. You actually probably won't get good no, value. What is it? It's. Southampton is plus 2,000 to win at Man City. Oh, there. Put a fiver on that one. But, Jimmy, I'm not Wonger. That's what Wonger does. Wonger would ask us all, hey, guys, you guys want to go five in each so we can have 25 bucks on, on, on the Saints? Because if they win, they won't win. That's why Man City are minus 835. What is well, nine Craig, nil? Nine-nil is probably more likely than Southampton winning. Yeah, good point. Craig's mm. bet. Chelsea, uh, minus, minus 260, So. Yep. There's your value, I Craig. I said it's a lock. I didn't say it's good value, but if you <laughs> want a lock, that's your lock. I'll give you one that I right. think is great value, okay? And I'm actually surprised at, that this is the price and also surprised that I feel as confident as I do. As you know, I'm a cooler. Arsenal-Liverpool on Sunday, the Gunners are home. It, they're plus 155. I think Arsenal win. I think Arsenal win... More comfortable than the scoreline. I think it'd be a low, low, low scoring game. One I'm surprised it's 155, given what's happened this season. Perhaps not. Here's one for you. So Bournemouth play Leicester. James Madison, an assist in that game. Plus 400. He's playing great right now. Bournemouth aren't as good as they've shown, I don't think. Leicester, you know, scored a few last time out. They're finding themselves. One assist, one lowly, paltry assist for James Madison, the assist machine, who's been involved in more goals 
since I believe the beginning of last season than any other English player except for Harry Kane. Plus 400. Hmm. That's juicy. That is juicy. I might lay some juice on that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, you $5 enter button. Oh, the sweat's <laughs> running off your nose. No, I'm doing better. I'm doing a bit better than that. Well, before we leave today, we should quickly say congratulations to a good friend of the show, Dwayne Di Rosario, the newest member of the Canadian Sports Hall of Fame. We'll talk more Dero in the coming pods. Uh, and B, we should get him back on the show, actually. Right. Yeah, we should. It's been, it's been a while. Uh, it's been a long time coming. We've got much more to talk of, about with him too, because uh, since we had him on the show and talking about the book, he's uh, he's now got a Canadian royal family of of soccer on the pitch. He's got two two professional sons playing now. So it's a great a family of football. Eh? Incredible what they're doing so far. Honestly. So yeah, we'll get Dero back on the show and, and we'll talk all about uh, but football big, through the lens of Dwayne Di Rosario. Big which congrats. I know Bino is better than most. Big congrats to him for sure, though. I mean, like Absolutely. legendary, legendary story. Great, great Canadian. Always flying the flag for the game and, and his community. And now he's uh, alongside Craig in the Canadian Sports Hall of Fame, which is pretty damn cool. That's right. We've got two Hall of Famers yeah. in this podcast. Amazing, amazing. Thank you very much for joining us on this Thanksgiving-themed podcast because there's four turkeys right here. Cheers, Brian. Gobble, gobble. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.